This is the podcast that rocked for September 12th, 2023. My name is Luke, host of the YouTube channel Rocked. We talk about news and rock, alternative metal, indie punk, industrial, and everything in between. And I apologize for the midweek episode. However, I was at Blue Ridge Rock Fest this past weekend, uh, so I couldn't really record anything. And if you've been keeping up with news, you know that Blue Ridge Rock Fest 2023 held in Southern Virginia was not exactly all it was advertised. The 40,000 plus festival, that's 40,000 every day, headlined by Slipknot, Pantera, Five Finger Death Punch, and many, many more, had about one and a half days actually run out of the four days total promised. This all started because of weather problems. I did a big long live stream on the YouTube channel that goes through my video footage, my photos, other people's video footage and photos. You can check that out on the YouTube channel and I put a link to it in the podcast description if you want to see it that way. I'm not going to go over everything beat for beat because there is so much and I've already talked about it and talking about everything individually without the visuals won't help that much. But I'm going to go through a pretty good synopsis. The biggest issue started the big issue started early on Wednesday for check-in day for many of the campers. 93% of campers all showed up at the same time, leading to over seven-hour waits for many campers just to get into their spots. It also doesn't help that that Wednesday was a brutally hot day. Massive problems already. Thursday came, and the grounds were ready for it. Shuttles were working that took day attendees from a far parking lot, almost five miles from the venue at the racetrack in Virginia International Raceway, to the venue entrance itself. This was another brutally hot and humid day from the beginning. Many people away from their cars, in drastic heat and only if you had VIP or Rockstar VIP, the extreme luxury, you had shade and more resources to water. The promised water stations were much fewer than advertised, none of which were in the lines for the parking and long, long lines to get in and out of the venue. So you can start to see where some of the problems are. That being said, shuttles were running, security was there, Bands were performing up until around 5.30 p.m. when some rain came in. Then massive 30 per mile hour winds. Then hail. There was a forced evacuation. The weather really was that bad. It was that damaging on site. The issue is, there was a forced evacuation to nowhere. Forcing 40,000 people, fans and attendees, campers or just day attendees, into the roads. The destruction left for the campers was massive. There was no shelter to be found for the day attendees. They were forced out into the main road leading into the venue, five miles away from their cars, and forced to stay there for hours, hoping the shuttles could take them. These shuttles were out-of-service school buses going back and forth for the five-mile route to take people back to their cars. It was a couple hours into the evacuation that Blue Ridge announced there was no way they could continue as so many bands gear was damaged later that night and they had to cancel the rest of the first day. Not off to a great start considering so many people did not get home until well past 2 a.m. And the delays in damaging and serious severe weather with no shelter for hours was quite chaotic. Many vendors lost a lot of merchandise and equipment. There's footage of so much destruction from the rain, the wind, the hail, and people seeking shelter with nowhere to go. There was no evacuation plan, and it was very abundantly clear that this was not anticipated. And when things really went south, this amazing festival on paper had major cracks in the foundation. Come Friday, the brutal heat was back but no rain, or at least no rain in the actual festival grounds. The day went off, there were some delays in certain bands performing on stages. However, 
things went on, delays to get people from the parking lots to the front gates were massive. There was at least a one hour delay because the winds picked up again and they stopped the shuttle service as a precaution while bans were still going on. Meaning that if you were in the parking lot or still trying to get into the events, you were out of luck. We then went all the way through the day, Slipknot headlined, performed, and then many people left and waited for their shuttles back. It was a long, exhausting, brutally hot day, but this is where the problem started to show. Number one, it's been confirmed by county officials and many other people in the Southern Virginia area that the events for at least day two was very oversold. Anyone attending there and anyone with camera and photo and video evidence can tell you that yes, day two was definitely oversold for an event like this on grounds in a venue like this. It was beyond massive. On top of that, we then started to see more cracks because we found out that now that we have confirmation of this, many of the festival staff, workers, um, production, service crew went on strike as soon as the night was over after Slipknot. Many of the news stations locally were doing interviews and asking the stage workers for interviews and different things. Several of the staff and production for the festival that did go on strike made their own comments on TikTok and social media saying everything of why they went on strike as well. From WDBJ in Alton, Virginia, a CBS News affiliate, a strike ended the music at Blue Ridge Rock Fest, but it may not have been from lightning. WDBJ7 is investigating what some are calling the nightmare Blue Ridge Rock Festival and what led to its cancellation. The organizers stated they canceled the festival because of the weather, but some people are saying that's not the full story. WDBJ7 has received hundreds of emails and social media messages from festival goers asking for us to look to why the fest was canceled for weather after it was already hit by storms. It's at this point I would like to tell you that while we were getting ready for day three and about to head in, we got the word that no one was being allowed in except for production crew to work on stages. And then roughly around 2 p.m., we found out that day three was completely canceled due to weather precaution. Not because the storms were already there. However, it was storming on Saturday at the grounds pretty significantly. Again, really hammering the campers that have already been suffering. But they said as precaution, there's no way they could let day three happen. Shortly after 5 p.m. on Saturday, they announced Sunday would have to be canceled as well. Festival was over with one and a half out of four days actually going panning out as planned. As planned being very polite way to say it. Stagehands who worked the festival told WDBJ7 they walked out on Saturday because of poor working conditions. By them, the organizers of Blue Ridge, blaming it on weather, it made us feel like they were putting the rug over the real problem of what was going on. Several stagehands from Blue Ridge Rock Festival are speaking out about why they left and how the festival was canceled shortly after the strike. To protect their identities and jobs, WDBJ7 has omitted their names from their story after verifying employment and experience. So the news outlet has confirmed that the people giving the interviews are actually employees of Blue Ridge and working this, whether it's from a union or just independent freelance workers helping to promote the promotion and things like that. The show must go on. One quote, there was absolutely nothing set in preparation for our arrival, a stagehand said. No showers, no toilets, no fencing that was expected to be there. And a lot of it didn't start showing up until right at dusk. Stagehands say these issues started 10 days before the actual festival began when workers first arrived at Virginia International Raceway. They say from the beginning, the showers were not functional and living conditions were unsanitary. Workers claim more than 150 workers were forced to share six porter potties for the two weeks of festival preparation and during the actual events. They say the porter potties were only cleaned out every few days. I'll stop a moment so that way you can all dry heave and vomit at the sound of that. Be thankful I'm not showing you the actual pictures of some of these nightmares because yes, they exist and yes, they're as gross as you think they are.
Continuing the article, we were literally living around our own filth, in our own mess that we were trying to keep contained to the trash cans, but there isn't much you can do, especially after a storm comes through and blows the stuff around. Give you another minute to get that visual out of your head. From the news station, fed up with the conditions, stagehands presented a list of demands to Blue Ridge management on Friday, September 8th, at 5 p.m. This was before Sleep Token and Slipknot, Danzig, Motionless and White, they all played. The crew demanded more water station showers, food, and safer structures within 24 hours, or else they strike. Now, that's fair demands for what was told and they've already been living with for a few days while trying to set up this massive festival. Blue Ridge canceled Saturday's programming, citing weather concerns. They said they would provide an update for Sunday's event by 5 p.m. on Saturday, the same deadline for the stage strike. Now we understand some more of the timeline. According to a stagehand, it all fell on deaf ears. 80% of workers were gone by 7 p.m. The festival was canceled and workers are left frustrated by the aftermath. Quote, they're trying to control the narrative on us and trying to bury the fact that we've ended up walking out because this correlates with all these other festivals that have dropped the ball and put people's safety at risk. Organizers initially posted on Facebook story on Thursday that partial and full refunds will go out Thursday's weather cancellation, but set it a post on Saturday that information about refunds will go out this week. This is where the news comes up to now as of this podcast recording September 12th at 9.34 p.m. Eastern. Blue Ridge has made a post saying the following as of Tuesday evening. Blue Ridge family. Thank you for your patience during these heartbreaking circumstances. There is an overabundance of misinformation circulating that we will fully address in due time. We see you and are working as quickly as possible on our end to take care of you. This past weekend's weather cancellation was a collective one made by the event's emergency management team composed of state and county officials, as well as representatives from the venue. We are currently in extensive discussion with our ticketing company and partners. We ask for a bit more of your patience as we work to provide you with resolution. Now that I've said as much factual stuff as I can that actually has evidence and proof of backed up, including the article from WDBJ7, CBS News affiliate, and other news affiliates that are working in the Southern Virginia area, mainly Roanoke. All these things have been said with actual confirmed quotes, dialogue. There is photo and video evidence of everything that I've said that's been backed up. I wanted to make sure all that was clear to point out that I am not about spreading rumors and lies and everything like that. With all that being said, I can also confirm that with my eyes and what I've seen from my own video footage and my own photos, yes, it was completely unsafe. There was no contingency plan for an evacuation. Many, many people were seriously hurt, their belongings destroyed, and everyone was put in a very unsafe situation. It was around the afternoon on Friday evening where the attendee porter potties and overflowing trash bins throughout the park were beyond being able to be ignored. You could not ignore the state of how disgusting things were getting. And that was only on Friday. My argument was, how were staff supposed to get to these giant trash bins and porter potties? There were so many people that the back roads leading to some of them probably couldn't even make it through with carts or cleaning bins or anything like that. There's no way. So forcing the stagehands, the staff, production crew to work overnight to fix things after serious damage and not having a lot of the things they were promised, including showers, food and things like that through the night, there was no way this was going to happen. The best analogy I have is a fantastic, well-designed, glorious house of cards. You can do a lot and admire a house of cards, and it does exactly what it's supposed to do. But no matter how much you set the foundation and how much you protect things to make it look as the best possible, it still is a house of cards. One unanticipated setting or move will cause everything to start collapsing. 
the weather was that unanticipated setting. No one was expecting weather like that. The forecast did not call for weather that like that, and it did cause reason for evacuation. Again, the weather was that extreme. But when the festival staff was already reporting that they're being treated that badly, they made demands, and then they said they had to go on strike. It all was just an avalanche at that point. There was no way Blue Ridge was going to continue. And the argument was, was before the weather. Now, with Blue Ridge saying there's an overabundance of misinformation circulating that they will fully address in due time, now's the time. I said in my live stream this past Sunday on the YouTube channel to give Blue Ridge till Friday to allow people their refund information. I said fully, don't expect a refund by Friday, but allow Blue Ridge to have a plan set up for everyone to process their refund information by Friday. At least get the news out there and set it all up. If by Friday, there's still no word on how to get your refund, that's when you start calling the credit card companies to dispute everything. No one should be making claims about, oh, I'm going to sue Blue Ridge to get my money back. It'll cost you more money to make a lawsuit and take them to court than it would be to get your money back. The best thing you could do, if you give them a fair chance to give them to get your money back, which they said they would process refunds, the best chance you have at that point is just to call your credit card company and have them dispute the charge. Because credit card companies make a lot of money every year disputing charges and they get the money back. And with all these news articles with quotes and confirmed statements as evidence for the credit card companies to use for their sources and their pretty much their investigation on everything, yeah, they'll get the money back. But you have to give Blue Ridge time to make things right. All that being said, the big question is, after all these interviews, a gargantuan amount of TikTok footage which I recommend just type in hashtag Blue Ridge Rockfest on TikTok, you will see everything. The big question for a lot of people is, would you go again? If they somehow can pull this off for 2024, my answer, they would have to do a different venue. Number one, Alton and Danville are not made for festivals like this. And I understand the festival organizers are dead set on making Danville and Alton, Virginia a big thing on the map. It's not made for infrastructure like this. There's no way a festival like that should happen in small, remote areas. Not at all. They would have to change the venue. And on top of that, if they would have to have some type of contingency plan for evacuations and safety for shelter. And then three, the big thing I saw, which I personally, this is a me thing. Shade and water should not be a VIP luxury for any festival. They're not the first festival to do this. This is unrelated to the issues of cancellation. The fact that you cannot provide shade or water in extreme temperatures unless you're a VIP and you paid extra in advance is shocking. If they fix those three things, and those are huge hypotheticals, then maybe I would consider going again, along with some many other hypotheticals and confirmations of stuff, along with refunding people the money they paid. Final thing I have about Blue Ridge, as of now, because we're going to get more news as it goes on this week, I was part of media. I worked with a team of media that worked very well and really made sure we were taken care of. There are people that worked at Blue Ridge in the middle level, not at the top tier, high festival running promotion level, but the actual middle workers, like the, cla like the middle level to make sure the festivals run properly, the people running around with walkie-talkies, making sure everything's good. I can't stress enough how hard they worked for months. And they were good people, and they did a great job. These people put a lot of effort to make Blue Ridge run and try to do the right thing and make it work well. 
It all went down the drain, but that is not everyone's fault that worked there. There were so many great employees that made things happen for Blue Ridge. The weather was the catalyst for everything to start coming down. But that also does not dispute that workers were, workers are reporting that they were treated extremely poorly to the point of strike. So we will find out exactly how this is all going to pan out soon. But I also wanted to point out my situation as well. I admit I was treated great. And as disappointed as I was of how the weekend panned out, I was not hurt. And I know many people were. So I hope the Blue Ridge does the right thing. I've tried to be as factual and without spreading rumors or bias or anything about this, I wanted to make sure that everything was out of the open and clear as I found it. Thanks to the news outlets that have been trying to find and investigate all of the situation to give actual facts. And a big thanks to everyone that posted actual footage online through social media, through TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, whatever it might have been. Because without that, a lot of things would not have been known as bad as it got. In more disappointing rock news, Puddle of Mud's Wes Scantlin is still disappointing people. I don't know how else to segue into this without just saying Wes Scantlin disappointment, but here we go. Not only did Puddle of Mud's latest album just come out, it turns out that Puddle of Mud will not be touring on their tour that they said they would be going on. Who's they? Management, label, other bandmates, touring crew, venues, but not Wes Scantlin. Apparently, Wes Scantlin said that he was not alerted on the tour itself and where they would be going, so he told everyone, nope, not going to happen. That means a lot of people are not getting paid that we're going to work on this tour, and a lot of people in the venues will not be having dates. It was the Machine Shop in Flint, Michigan, the very famous venue that many bands go to, that put it on blast on social media, saying this is 100% Wes. Puddle of Mud has canceled all their upcoming concerts, including the show September 15th and 16th at the Machine Shop. This is not a due to circumstances beyond our control cancellation. This is 100% Wes. Machine Shop, his band, and everyone involved are very disappointed. We will not be postponing the shows as we are not ever rescheduling Puddle of Mud. All tickets purchased through ETix will be automatically refunded. All hard tickets can be refunded at point of purchase. Thank you and please know that all of us at the Machine Shop appreciate your support and understanding. One, that is how you make everything transparently clear as a venue and to make sure you bury the band that dare disrespect you like that. It sucks that the rest of the band had to be taken this way, but this is not the first group of band members that's gone through Puddle of Mud that got screwed over by Wes. If you're a Puddle of Mud fan, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer and find different venues for where you're going to see Wes Scantlin perform cover songs like About a Girl that still give headaches. In a brighter spot of news, Slipknot might be on their way to another platinum single thanks to TikTok. The song Custer off of the Grey Chapter has been going viral on many TikToks for dancing compilations, influencers using it, and just overall being a great song. Well, it's really taken off to the point where I'm pretty sure it's going to get to the level of going platinum. It's just so viral on TikTok and such a good way to promote the band while being something different. So... Congratulations to Corey Taylor and company for probably getting another sequel. This is following Ghost, who just earned their first ever platinum single in the U.S. with Mariana Cross because of TikTok. Say what you want about TikTok and streaming, adding to numbers and things like that. But bands are finally starting to see something at least measurable and that can track success. In concert news, if you had Aerosmith tickets for their huge, massive tour, which is supposed to be their very end... You're going to have to wait a little bit longer as Steven Tyler has greatly strained his vocal cords and will have to postpone at least 30 days of touring. If you had concert tickets for some of those events in the next month, they will be rescheduled. And if I'm correct, the dates are already online. 
All previously purchased tickets will be honored for rescheduled dates. Refunds available for those unable to attend. Fans with questions regarding refunds are asked to reach out to their point of purchase. Looks like Aerosmith's trying to do this right, but Steven Tyler had to go out and make sure that he's taken care of for the next 30 days. So that includes at least six dates going through Canada and the United States. Bummer for sure, but at the same time, they're trying to make sure everything's right. All I can say is be patient for Aerosmith's farewell tour, and it'll most likely happen in the end. You just might have to wait till 2024. Finally, this upcoming weekend will be a big weekend for new music releases. I apologize for not having a new music night. However, I will have a new music playlist for all patrons and YouTube members. New releases from Baroness, Corey Taylor, Explosions in the Sky, and many, many more. Check out the new music calendar releases on different websites like Metacritic and even Wikipedia to see just how much in heavy music is coming out this Friday. Very exciting. Also, if you're in Chicago and are going to be at Riot Fest, you'll see me. I'll be there at Riot Fest in Chicago from the 15th to 17th this month with the festival headlined by Foo Fighters, The Cure, Queens of the Stone Age, The Postal Service, The Mars Volta, Turnstile, and many, many more. I'm very excited. I hope to see you all there. Please point me out and and say hi if you do see me. I'll be the one with two cameras hanging off my shoulders. It's pretty easy to spot me when you see big giant cameras. Big thanks to my patrons and YouTube members. Special thanks to Chris Doman, Brandon Bruce, and Dom Noble. You can have a say in upcoming videos and get weekly new music plays by supporting Rocked on Patreon and on through a YouTube membership. Just two or three dollars a month goes a long way to help the channel. Thank you again. Stay tuned for more news and stay tuned for all my coverage of Riot Fest along with any updates of Blue Ridge. Finally, there should be a t-shirt that says, I survived Blue Ridge Rockfest 2023. Whether that's the camping or the weather or anything else, I feel like that t-shirt would sell.